Hello and welcome to another edition of Bills from Afar podcast. You're with me, Tim Rudge, and my co-host, Charlie. First of all, Charlie, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Good. I'm uh, one day from being uh, stateside and, uh, yeah, that bit closer to um, to the Bills and uh, seeing a game on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, um, in, good, in good spirits, um, facing up to a long mask endowed flight <laughs> tomorrow. So, uh, mm. but no, otherwise, look good. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit cautious about this game on Sunday, I have to yeah. be honest. This one's a worry for me. I think, um, although, you know, on paper, you look at the sort of uh, the sort of advanced stats and rankings, the Bills look comfortably the better team. I think this uh, this Colts team definitely has the weapons that can cause us problems, especially with our, some of our injury problems. So, yeah, yeah, looking forward to getting into it and talking that through because uh, I'm, I definitely feel like this is a game that uh, we're going to have to be uh, really on it to win. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, with the news that's been uh, happening during the week, it just feels like the closer we get to game time, the more concerned I am, you know, especially with the injuries. You've got Edmonds uh, still not practising. Matt Milano is in a non-contact jersey on a limited basis. And then we got the news of a couple more COVID cases in, in the team. So Spencer Brown, uh, Juggernaut, that he was called by Dion Dawkins. I like that nickname, actually, because mm-hmm. he's so big. He does look like Juggernaut. But um, yeah, so it looks like based on the fact that only half an hour before we record this podcast, it's Friday afternoon in the UK. Um, they've signed Bobby Hart as well off the um, uh, Titans practice squad. So that looks like more insurance. It looks like that means, yeah, he's at least going to miss. Insurance uh, that you hope you're never going to need. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, they, they seem to like him though, don't they? I think it's just purely because he's played multiple years in the league, but we know he's, you know, he's my concern can't. No, and with Dal Williams being moved into the guard spot um, and now back to tackle again, Cody Ford comes back into the team. I can't see any other way of, you know, so the, the, I think, the line playing. I think I saw you mention something about this, that Cody Ford was actually a better tackle than he's proven yeah. to be a guard. And I agree with you. I think we've seen yeah. when he has played well, he's played better at tackle. And by shifting... Um, Daryl Williams, we definitely get a poorer version of Daryl Williams shifting him out to, to, to tackle, it seems, at the moment, at least this, this season. So do you think there's any hope that they keep Williams where he is and play play forward at, at tackle? I don't think so. He's too far removed now because he only played tackle in his rookie season. In his second season and during training camp, they were, you know, gearing him up to play guard. And I think they quite like to you know, having that guard. I think it would be detrimental to the team. I think it'd be worse if you kept Williams where he is and forward at tackle. Um, I don't know by how much, obviously, but I don't think they'll do it. And I can understand why, just because he's not played there for a season and a half now. I don't think he's had any reps like in the last training camp or anything like that. Um, he didn't play pre-season at tackle. He's just being exclusively a guard now. So mm-hmm. I can't see him doing it. It's, yeah, as we talked about, yeah, he's played um, better in his rookie season at tackle, but I think he's too far removed yeah. from playing that position now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a good idea, but uh, I think they'll stick with, yeah. Bring, and then my concern is if we'll, um, if Williams got injured, then you'll have to bring Bobby Hart next to Cody Ford, and that could potentially be disastrous based on, yeah. you know, this Colts def- defensive line. We'll start <laughs> there. They've got some good players. Obviously, DeForest Buckner, he's... He is uh, one that's good, worrying me. Yeah. Yeah, good, well-rounded free tech. They'll have him straight on to uh, Cody Ford, and they've got a couple of rookies. I thought this the makeup of this 
defensive line is quite similar to the Bills in a sense that, you know, you've got your recognised free tech in DeForest Buckner, who's, you know, the equivalent of our Ed Oliver, who's played really well, actually, the last couple of weeks. He had three QB hits last uh, game. And he's, you know, showing some flashes, especially in the run game, which will be important this week, but I'll get on to that in a little while. Grover Stewart's a good one tech. They paid him last season. And then they've got like a couple of uh, rookies. Uh, they spent first round and second round picks on him. So quitty pay. He's had five QB hits in the last couple of weeks. He's playing really well. He was listed we in the draft, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I think we'd have both preferred him over Rousseau like during the draft process. And they've got... Um, Odi Yingbo as well, who's um, come back. He had some injury issues at Duke in, in college and he's played okay. And then they've got quite a bit of rotation there. They've got Taylor Stallworth, who's a 26-year-old. Um, he's been in the league in a few years now. He's emerged for that defensive line rotation. Uh, Kamuku Toure. They've just got quite a few names there. And, you know, they're quite well stacked. They've got a good rotation like we do. Yeah. And it's quite deep. So... Worrying given the challenges we've had on our offensive line and what we saw against yeah. the Jags without, uh, without that's a main concern, right though, isn't it? I think yeah. if we still had Spencer Brown and we had a little bit of consistency the second game in a row that we have the same line, you know, we'd have expected a similar performance uh, to last week, and I think we'd have all had a bit more confidence. But with that news and with Cody Ford come back, I hope that you know Cody Ford plays well. We all know that. You know, he's a good athlete. And as we said, he played better at tackle, which is deemed a more difficult position in the NFL. So there's scope there. But obviously, he's had a number of chances now and he's not played well. And he's allowed a lot of pressures so far this season. So he's getting opportunities. He just needs to make them stick. You know, at the end of the day, his NFL career is on the line. I'm sure if we moved on from him, he will find another landing spot. He will get chances. So it's not like it's the end of his career in the NFL but with the Bills you've got to think that these next couple of games especially the short week uh, for Thanksgiving against the Saints that you know you just do wonder how many chances is he going to get and he needs to make them count now Um, not only because you know he needs to play well for us but if he moves on he needs to put some good film out there of him playing guard so that another team's interested in, in acquiring him so yeah yeah it'll be a big game for him and this O-line in, in general really just because of those changes that's where the battle will be won I think is the trenches yeah, on both uh, our um, offense if line going up against the defensive line but transitioning onto our defensive line against their O-line. We know that, you know, you look at the names, Quentin Nelson, he's one of the best players in the NFL, like just generally and probably best guard in the game. He's not quite hit those levels. He's had some injury concerns this season. He's, he's missed a number of games. He was on IR last season. So we haven't seen a best version of himself, but when he does play, at a, you know, at, when he optimises his performance, he's one of the best players in the NFL at any position. And then they're just solid across the line. Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, Mark Glowinski. They've all, those guys there, the four guys, they've been in that system for at least three years. And it's reminiscent to our 
line as well. A lot of our guys have been in in the system for over three seasons, but those guys are better quality. Uh, it's just Eric Fisher that they brought in, who's um, they brought through from the Chiefs to fill in for Anthony Costanzo, as he retired. Uh, last season so this offensive line's really good they're better at run blocking they've been a little bit susceptible to putting allowing pressure on Wentz so there's an opportunity there to get some pass rush on them Uh, and it's a big game just because we know that Jonathan Taylor Bell Cow running back uh, he was a workhorse in college, nearly a thousand touches of the ball in three years in, at Wisconsin. He's only 22 years old, but he's a physical freak. He's 5'10", 226 pounds. So he's built like a bowling ball, but he can run his, his combine 40-yard dash was 4.39. So he can break away. And we've seen he's had at least, um, I think, six 20-plus yard runs this season. Uh, the last seven games he's played, he's had 100-plus yards combined. Uh, with a touchdown, and that's the longest um, streak in the NFL yeah. to have that statistic. So he's a fantastic player. He had a slow start to his career last season. I can season. say he's improved quite considerably yeah. um, compared to how he was last year, isn't he? I mean, this yeah. year he's probably the, well, he is the best uh, active running back in the, in, the, in the league, given that Henry's out. Yeah, well, he's actually uh, matched his yards. They've both got uh, 937 yards, but Taylor's done it off 48 less touches, uh, less rushes. So he's done really well. And he's able, his vision's improved. That's where the area of his game, uh, we, we've seen the biggest improvement. And he's like really emerged into the scene now in the NFL. He's, he's seeing the open rushing lanes that are available to him with this stout O-line and he's capitalising on that. And as I said, he's got that breakaway speed. He can go 70 yards to the house. He'll be a huge player for them. He's probably their most important player. And the worrying thing is Frank Reich was saying that they want to give him more touches, not less. So we're going to probably <laughs> see even more of him. And I, and I rate Naeem Hines as well. I think he's yeah. a really good player. Um, yeah. So they're, they're, they're a struggle. I think this, this game is going to be um, well, I think you're right. I think it's going to be one in the trenches. It's going to be dictated by, I think, two things. The first one is do we have a game plan that can cope with not having a particularly robust offensive line. You know, do we get these, these quick drop-offs, um, screens, bootlegs, um, get Josh out in space, maybe shift the pocket, get quick dump-offs, that kind of stuff, because we may not get the time to go and hit them deep. I mean, what we do know is that they're not so good in the um, in the secondary. Their cornerbacks are not especially strong. You know, match up against our uh, wide receiver crew, then that feels like a strength. But of course, Josh is going to need time for that. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see some like you know, like an Emmanuel Sanders screen or something like that, just to um, just to give that defense something else to think about. We might also see a few more of these heavy personnel sets um, just to see if they can um, get the matchups they like down the field, but by by Josh a bit more time by bringing in some more uh, more help, you know, people like Reggie Gilliam, um, Dawson Knox, Tommy Sweeney. So it'll be interesting. So I think that's that's the big one is, is does Josh get enough time to be Josh? Um, I think the second one is how do we defend this this offense? I don't, you know, Wentz isn't pulling up any trees. He's, you know, I think the stats would tell you he's an average quarterback. He's okay. Um, he's certainly decent and we lost, we've lost to worse, I think. Um, but I, I, you know, that Offensive line is very, very good. Um, we have to get the organic pressure. We have to not be blitzing. Um, I think we leave Trey White on Michael Pittman. And I think we then 
stack the box with everybody else we've got pretty much um, to, avoid, to to protect ourselves against Jonathan Taylor and just trust our our cornerbacks in uh, in man coverage against their their wide receivers. Um, how do you see it? Yeah, I think uh, the focal point is Jonathan Taylor, really, on offence. Michael Pittman, he leads most metrics in third down efficiency. He's built a really good partnership with Wentz. It's similar to Allen and Diggs. It's Wentz and Pittman for those guys. He's played really well. And thanks, Scottish Adam, for trading him to me in our fantasy league. I really appreciate that for Miles Gaskin. Uh, I definitely won that trade. Thanks, buddy. And uh, Wentz himself, yeah, he's been stable. He's been efficient since he got over those injuries. Can you remember earlier this season, he like, uh, I don't know if he broke both ankles, but it, it was really weird, wasn't it? Like what happened to him earlier on the season. But since he's overcome those, and he's always susceptible to injuries, you know, you think of the Eagles and, you know, he obviously missed the Super Bowl uh, win for those guys Nick Foles uh, filled in for him but he's always susceptible to injuries but now he's actually got a run of games together and he's got a bit more chemistry and you know he's learning a playbook and you know he's already got that relationship with Frank Reich from the Eagles a shout out to Frank Reich obviously coming back uh, to us and yeah it's a good offense and they're going to give us some problems on defense it's definitely that front seven. So we talked about the defensive line. We haven't talked about Darius Leonard. He's playing really well this season. They're creating a lot of turnovers. Like They've got the second best turnover differential in the NFL, just behind us. Darius Leonard has created about four or five fumbles alone, which they've recovered. So obviously, ball security with Devin Singletary and Matt Breeder, if he is active, and Zach Moss, that's paramount. We can't be giving up those fumbles. I think we have to have Matt Breeder active, honestly. I think we need that speed to attack the edge. Um, We're not going to be running up the middle on this uh, defensive line, I don't think. Well, at least I hope No, Darius Leonard, he's not as good in space. He's not a coverage linebacker. You know, he can be had in that area. They've paid him a lot of money. And Darius Leonard is elite at pursuiting like defenders and you know, um, getting through lanes and that type of thing to the running backs. But in space, he's not as good. You know, Bobby Okariki for them, he's more their coverage linebacker. So it's kind of like Edmonds and Milano. Like Milano does kind of uh, a jack of all traits. And I wouldn't say he's not a master of anything, but, you know, he's more of that overall coverage, you know, good blitzer, linebacker and... um Darius Leonard is more of our like Trey uh, Edmonds, but Edmonds is, is better in space. Clearly, you know, he's the athlete and he's better in zone coverage and he's good at dropping back and getting in between passing lanes and that type of thing. But I think they're very similar to us, actually, this Colts team. And it's going to be difficult. But as you said, the weakness, if you're going to attack a weakness, it's a secondary. They're pretty banged up there. They've not got a great, um, they've got, not got over overwhelming options you look at this um Xavier Rhodes he's like their biggest name on this line uh, on this defense the uh, secondary and he's questionable at the moment uh, Rocky Sin he was quite a high draft pick a few years ago he's a very uh, athletic cornerback but he's suspect in coverage and then they've had Julian Blackman he's on season ending IR so we won't be seeing him and they've got Andrew Sin- Sandeo, who played really poorly for the Browns last season and George Odom. So they're really, you know, Josh Allen, you know, he knows that that's going to be the matchup is like the safeties and corners. And, you know, our uh, wide receivers, our weapons will be too good for those guys. Um, it's funny, actually, like their best player at 
uh, in their secondary is probably Kenny Moore. He's a really good slot corner. They paid him last season. He's similar to Town Johnson. Um, so Cole Beasley, it'll be interesting to see how much you know he's able to get separation yeah. and. I mean, with him carrying what we think may be a broken ribs, is that the sort of current diagnosis that they believe in my yeah. ribs? I suspect that we won't see too much of, um, of Beasley, um, you know, against that slot. You know, if you're not feeling, you know, 100%, it's going to be difficult for him to get that same separation. You know, it's, it's a twitchy position, isn't it? Um, you've got to feel, you know, really on your game. Um, so I, I think they'll attack the uh, the outside far more. Um and try and buy Josh as much time as they can by engineering some, um, you know, some more time for him in the pocket. Mm. So, um, do you, you know, what do you think? I mean, how do you see this playing out? What do you, do you have a score prediction for it? Yeah, so I am going for a Bills win, but my, uh, as I said, my, um, as we get closer to the game, uh, I'm not feeling as good about it, but I will still go for a win as long as we can protect Josh Allen and he has a little bit of time to allow his wide receivers and Dawson Knox to get open. Uh, I've gone for 28-21 Bills win. I think that they will score a few touchdowns. I think Jonathan Taylor, when we get, you know, because they will get to the red zone and they will get to uh, close to our line. I think he'll punch it in. I think it's really difficult, especially because we haven't mentioned, but Star's still on the COVID list. And although we played well uh, last game uh, against Michael Carter in the Jets uh, rushing game, uh, but yeah, it's not the same level. Jonathan Taylor's one of the best running backs in the NFL at the moment. And if we've got Harrison Phillips or Vernon Butler, <laughs> they're going to score some points, uh, probably in the you know, in, in running games. So I think it'll be close. I think that we will score points against them, but I think they'll score points against us. And I think that the line at the moment is a touchdown, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, which is what I'm going for. And I think the points as well is like 49 points. And uh, I've gone yeah. for that as well, pretty much. Yeah. I didn't even realise when I made the prediction. But yeah, so I'm, I'm going to slap, you know, right in the middle of where the bookies have them. So... Yeah, I'm really struggling with the prediction. Um, I'm thinking 28, 24, something of that <laughs> order. Yeah, so very similar to yours as well. Uh, just a little bit over on the points. Um, you know, I feel like this this Colts defense might slow us down a little bit because I think we might do a bit more dink and dunk, you know, without necessarily having the time to hit the deeper balls. We're going to be slower up the field. Um, you know, that's definitely the weakness of this Colts team is, is their, uh, their cornerbacks. And, you know, I can see it being a good day for Diggs. Um, so I'm going to be looking out for what that line is for receptions for Diggs and what that line yeah. is for yards. But I think that I'm not sure this is going to be a game where we're going to be putting, you know, 35 points up. I just don't sure we're going to get the possessions. I think it's going to slow us down. And I think our plan is also going to be to slow them down there. They're a heavy running team. Um, and uh, it just takes possessions away, um, uh, you know, through the game. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. They're going to try and, t you know, it's going to be the classic bend, don't break type situation, I think, isn't it, from Leslie Frazier. That's what you're going to be looking for. Um, let them have the, the passing game outside, you know, which is up against our strength. Um, try and take away the big uh, Jonathan Taylor rushes. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting battle to see uh, Michael Pittman up against Trey White. And obviously, Pittman's a big guy. Um, he's got so much, uh, uh, I say, uh, game intelligence. Maybe that's the way to, to, to phrase it. Trey White. That's going to be fascinating to see how he plays him. But yeah, I think this is a really tight game. And you know, I know that home advantage doesn't really mean much, but typically Vegas gives 
gives the home team three points. And if we, we play that out, then that's basically saying the Bills are maybe four-point favourites, which feels about right, pretty close, yeah. I think, um, on an even day. And let's, let's remember that you know we saw these, this team earlier in 2021 in the, in the playoffs, and uh, the, the Colts could have easily won that game. Um, we essentially <laughs> turned it around with uh, with some fantastic play from Josh Allen up on the sidelines and out of the pocket, up uh, passing it down the field to um, to Gabriel Davis and with a bit of toe drag swag. So uh, it'll be good to see Gabriel Davis out there again. Um, I think uh, he's really done himself no harm at all in his, his recent performances when he's been on the field. So I'm hoping he gets a bit of play and uh, maybe uh, takes over some of those snaps that we might have otherwise see go to Beasley. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, interesting game, really interesting and very tight. And, um, yeah, I'm expecting to be able to watch it with the uh, the Boston Bills backers. Um, so I'll be in, in Boston on Sunday and uh, heading down to the to the bar there to uh, to watch the game in person. So it's going to be fun. So I hear there's a couple of Bills backers, uh, pubs um, and bars in Boston. Uh, Daryl, who we've had Irish Daryl, he mentioned about there's one at Fenway Park. So that could be mm-hmm. quite interesting. Um, I think both locations, wherever you go, if you're dressed in Bill's gear uh, in Patriots uh, territory, I think there'll be, you'll have some comments oh, without a doubt around Boston. <laughs> so it'll be interesting when we have our confusing with my British accent. I don't know. It's going to be uh, when we yeah. do our review Monday, Tuesday, whenever it is uh, for yeah. this game, it'll be interesting to I'm see. I'm quite glad that the Patriots are not happens. playing. At, at the same time as well yes. as I have to say <laughs> so maybe they'll be yeah. hiding somewhere but yeah it's going to be interesting for sure enemy territory in my Bills gear that's for sure um, so bets uh, you know let's, um, I, I, there's a few that I'm sort of keeping my eye on again the market's not quite there in terms of the player markets right now um, the handicap as we said the Bills are seven point favourites um, from my score prediction, I have them. Um, I have the, you know, essentially the, the Bills not making that spread. So I'm going to leave that alone. The points, the line feels incredibly correct for me. You know, I've toyed around with the score and I, I just, it's, it's set at 49, 50 points. That feels about right. So I'm not going to touch that. Yeah. So I'm actually going to be looking much more at the player markets and where I think the sort of game plan is going to go. I think this will be, um, I'll be looking at Josh Allen um, uh, pass completions. As a stat, I think that will be a really interesting one because I think it's more likely to be a dink and dunk type game. Um, so that means lots of passing. Um, I'm going to be looking at Diggs receptions because I think that there's a good matchup opportunity for us there with Diggs. Uh, and then, I don't know, I haven't seen anything else that's taken my fancy yet. Have you? Yeah, so I've actually placed a few pets just because it's on Sky and the bookmakers that I use, basically, if it's on Sky, they'll put more... Uh, markets on and some not nicer uh, requests for bets and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. some quite nice uh, lines. So um, I think the key really is for this game is I'm not going to go there with the bets because we know our rushing attack uh, has been poor for most of this season. Mm-hmm. But I think if we're able to establish the run again, like we did against the Jets behind this line, then that's the biggest thing because if we can um, keep them on their toes and have a balanced offense, then that's going to help Josh. If they crumble and they're allowing plenty of pressure and they're getting in the backfield and we're not able to run the ball effectively, then that's just going to be a detriment, you know, to, to detriment our offense. It's interesting you say that. Now, I meant to go back and have a watch of the game, the playoff game, and I haven't had a chance to do that. But if you look at the box score from that, Singletary had three rushes for 21 yards. 
And Zach Moss had seven carries for 21 yards. So Singletary was by far and away the more effective back in that game. And now my guess is these were outside zone runs rather than Singletary up the middle. And maybe I'm wrong. I need to go back and watch it. Now, if, if that is true, and I'm going to go back and look, and what I'll probably do is to look at um, what kind of uh, um, yards the breeder line is. Because I think Breeder really showed what he can do with a bit of pace and a bit of space uh, last week. And I have to believe they're going to try that again. Um, so maybe there's that weakness outside that we can exploit with this Colts defense. But um, that'll be yeah. one I'll probably just be taking a look at for sure. That's I think good. The, the key is to see if we can control Jonathan Taylor. I think if we control Jonathan Taylor, yeah, keep him to, I don't know, 70, 80 yards in the game, then I think Bills win comfortably. Um, if he has a day, then uh, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing. So yeah, fascinating game ahead. I can see flaws in both teams. I can see strengths in both teams, and it's really going to be uh, who, what the matchup uh, dictates. I think. I think it's going to be a really fascinating one to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So my three bets I put on so far: mm-hmm. Josh Allen two plus passing touchdowns and Bills to win at eight eleven, which is pretty good. So odds on, but isn't three to one on like be just the outcome of the game is so I just thought well Josh Allen he's bound to pass for I'm gonna put a kiss of death on it now but he's bound to pass for two touchdowns we know the secondary's weakest uh part of the Colts defense if and obviously it's our strength as well so as long as the O-line can protect him then we should have a good day and that score at least two passing touchdowns Mm. against the Colts so I quite like that one and then (laughs) I don't know what the reaction will be to this, but because it's grouped together and I like Jonathan Taylor as a player and thinking about star, I've got, there's one that's Josh Allen, 250 plus passing yards, Stefan Diggs, 80 plus receiving yards and Jonathan Taylor, 80 plus rushing yards because he's got that breakaway speed. So Mm, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets a couple of long rushes, like 20, 30 yards and that'll pretty much get it. So um, I, I hope it doesn't happen in some ways. Uh, well, clearly, I don't want it to happen, but I just think with the caliber of running back he is, it's likely to happen. So I quite like that one. And then the last one, which you'll you, you'll see from this, I'm all in on Josh Allen uh, for this game. So Josh Allen and Carson went 75 plus passing yards each at four to one. So I'm just thinking. I hope that we get a big lead like we did against the Jets. I think it's unlikely, but I'm just banking on yeah. them having a throw the ball more and Jonathan Taylor you know he's been better at um, you know a third down running back catching the ball from backfield he's got that speed as well yeah. so I think it's a good shout I mean you know the, the, the playoff game Josh did pass 324 yards on them off uh, 26 completions so um, yeah there's clearly a weakness there that, that they've exploited in the past and they can't get the team hasn't changed that much. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good shout. I think to explore. Well, as always, we will put it out on our Twitter feed um, uh, on uh, on Sunday. Um, and, um, yeah, you can you can see how we do. Um, and we consider ourselves to be better advisors. I don't think our uh, record is strong enough, but uh, good talking points <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> if only we started a podcast last year because we were both on the we digs. Killing it, weren't we? But we were basically train. exploiting the, uh, the bookies, uh, <laughs> not, not, yeah. not watching that at all. So, yeah. yeah. But I, I do expect Diggs to have another big day. I think he really showed what it was all about. And yeah. that Josh-Diggs connection is so, so strong and very difficult to, to, uh, to match up against. And of course, if they do double team digs, it opens up the opportunities for other people. So, yeah, um, that's obviously what they'll be looking at. I'm sure of that for this for this game. And um, yeah, it will be uh, fascinating to see. 
Good. All right, then. So we will be, um, yeah, next week's schedule will be a bit unusual because obviously we'll have um, a game review to do after the Colts game. Um, then we're on short week with the uh, Thanksgiving game against the Saints. So um, there'll be a preview and obviously a game review for that as well. Um, so not entirely sure exactly which day the, the pods will be dropping and exactly the format because I will be on the road. Um, so we'll make something work for sure. So keep an eye out on your uh, Spotify and Apple uh, Apple podcasts for the latest news from Bills from Afar. And um, yeah, looking forward to reporting for stateside and uh, giving this pod uh, a different flavor, you know, a little bit less from afar, I guess. Yeah, that's it. So um, you can get in touch with us if you want. Uh, we are on Twitter, Bills from Afar. We are also on uh, email if you want to get in touch with us. I know some of you like to do that, billsfromafar at gmail.com. Um, you can also get in touch with us individually on Twitter. I'm Charlie underscore sport, and he is Tim Rudge 90 So, yeah, until next time, go Bills. Go yeah, Bills. Mm-hmm.